0: Luis. <laughs> My dear faithful, uh, first and foremost, let me just give our young ones an idea of what's going on. We're going to listen to the sermon today, which I promise I'm going to keep as short as possible because I know that they have <laughs> been very patient. Um, and then I'm going to ask the families to bring up the children to the chancel of the church, to bless them along with the palm branches, and we'll be conducting the processional in the church at that time, after which we're going to be observing the ceremony, the ritual of Tirum Patsek, the opening of the doors. And on this occasion, on this beautiful, beautiful Palm Sunday morning, I prepared a message for you. And in my Armenian remarks, I strayed from that message. I'll give you part of the remarks that I prepared in English today. But I do also want to impart onto you the feeling that I experienced this morning as I received the news of the events that took place in Egypt. But before we discuss that, I want to talk to you about a, a hymn, a very brief hymn, which is known as Zormut koz Turun der. Open up to us your door of mercy, O Lord. Open up to us your door of mercy, O Lord. This is a prayer that we offer in church on Sundays once a year before we conduct the Tirmpodsek ceremony, which we're going to hear today, but also every single time we baptize a child in the Holy Baptismal Font. This hymn is sung on two occasions for this ceremony which we're going to experience in a few minutes and also for the baptism of um, each and every single baptized person here in the Armenian church. Is turin, is mutyan koz turin Open to us your door of mercy, O Lord. The Feast of Palm Sunday for us is a feast about the opening of doors. It is a feast about moving from one place to another place and dealing with all of the consequences that come along with that. Those consequences may not always be pleasant, But when the door must be opened and when we must walk through it, then we must be able to accept and embrace those consequences, whatever they may be. This is what Christ did. This is what Christ did on Palm Sunday. Throughout his time and his life and his ministry and all the wonderful and miraculous things that he did, and yeah, he visited Jerusalem on a few occasions, but after his ministry began, he steered far clear of that place because he knew what would happen as soon as he stepped foot in this city. He knew what the consequences would be as soon as he was hailed as a king amongst the Jewish people, as he was hailed as the Messiah. He knew what steps would come next. We're going to be reminded of what those are throughout the upcoming week, through Holy Week, as he was betrayed, as he was tried falsely, as he was tortured, as he was crucified, ultimately, of course, for the sake of our sins and to be resurrected, but he didn't want to set these motions in their course of action until the time was right. Today is a time for us to reflect on which doors we need to open in our own lives, which doors we have to walk through despite the consequences. And it's also a time for us to remember that we're not able to open all of those doors ourselves. Zor mutyan koz did. Today is also about remembering that sometimes we have to pray that God opens a door for us that needs to be opened. And we know the difference between those two. I've told this story once before. I was in a hotel room once, and uh, I saw there was a door in a funny place in my hotel room. I was a child, and I went to open up that door. And when I opened up that door, and I saw on the other side of that door another door. I said, what is this? And there was no doorknob. And I ran next door and I knocked on the door. Where does this door go? And it was a stranger. And they said, it goes into your room. It was a suite. You know, sometimes they have doors that open suites together. I couldn't open both doors on my own. I could open one, but the other one wasn't an option for me to open. And sometimes in our lives, there are are times when we have to pray with all of our sincerity and with all of our humility that God opens a door for us that we have to walk through. But once again, we must remember that those doors in our lives come with consequences. That transition that happens when we go from one place to another in our lives brings along with it a new reality. Maybe this new reality is necessary in our relationships. Maybe this new reality is necessary in our course in life, the path which we have chosen to follow. Maybe we need to change that path. Maybe we need to open up another door and go another way and deal with whatever may come because we know we're not on the right path. Maybe this door needs to be opened in our relationship with God. Maybe it's our reading of the gospel or it's our daily prayer life or maybe it's our own devotion and commitment to our personal faith in relationship with Jesus Christ. We have to pray that we're able to open that door on our own and if we can't open that door on on our own, Christ opens it for us. When Christ stepped in, to the city of Jerusalem, to accept the will of his Father, to place into motion what was prophesied hundreds of years before. When he did it, he knew that he would not be doing it alone, but he would be doing it as part of the Holy Trinity. He would be doing it for our sake. Therefore, today, I want you to reflect on this thought. What doors must we open in our own lives in order to reach that next stage which Christ is calling us to? When I reflected earlier in my Armenian remarks, I reflected about the events that took place in Egypt earlier today. When we read the gospel, there's one very famous line that is associated with Christ's entrance into the city of Jerusalem. And it goes like this Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. What does that word, Hosanna, mean? There's a name. Some people have the Obsana. I know some Obsanas. Somebody, they, but what does that word mean? Park geneshanage, glory. Glory to Him in the highest. Glory to Him, parki partsunas, gloria in excelsis. When our brothers and sisters gathered together in their various Egyptian Coptic churches this morning, where was the glory in that event that took place? As suicide bombers run in and took the lives of over 40 faithful who were worshiping that morning, and many, many more were injured. Where was the glory? Where was the glory? This is what I thought to myself this morning. When I visit a Coptic church, when I visit a Coptic church, which I do often because I consider the Coptic parishes in the Bay Area very close Uh, brothers of ours and I try to interact with them as much as possible. When I visit them, do you know how they announce me to their people? Do you know what they say? They say, this is Father Mesrop and he is the priest of the Armenian church in San Francisco. Blessed are the Armenian people. Blessed are the Armenian people. They're the first Christian nation. Blessed are the Armenian people because they were among the greatest witnesses when they were killed for their faith during the genocide. Blessed are the Armenian Christian people. They celebrate us. They celebrate us. I want us to celebrate them. Christ says, if you would follow me, then take up your cross. If you would follow me, then take up your cross. My dear people, we have to take up our cross, and that is where the glory is found, because later this week, those same churches that were bombed will be full again. Mark my words, those very same churches will be cleaned, they will be fixed up as best as they can, and come Holy Thursday, they will be full of people ready to celebrate Jesus Christ. Glory to them. Blessed are they because they have been witnesses of their faith. And let us not take lightly the cross that we too must bear. If they are willing to worship and commit themselves under such dangerous circumstances, what are we willing to do? What are we willing to do for our faith? Are we willing to come to church? Or could we even do more than that? Could we bring somebody else to church? Could we pray sometimes When we don't even feel, I was at a youth retreat a week ago and I talked to kids what it was like to be Christians in society today and some of them shared with me that it's even difficult to pray when other people are around. There's a shame associated with that. Can we pray in front of other people with pride? We could do at least this much because our forefathers and other people fighting today for the same faith that we share have done so much more. So let Christ open this door in our own hearts to renew our own commitment to the Holy Trinity. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.